listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. Alright guys, I've got an excellent way to open today's episode. <gasps> you do? Alan. Yes, here, listen, listen, I found this on the internet, <gasps> which is totally bullshit except for this exact video. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Alan doesn't use the internet. <laughs> he is. No, I don't. Internet. I don't usually. Sometimes it's tough to find a library without one. I've exhausted all my resources. <laughs> I used to go to only libraries that only use Dewey Decimal Systems and cards, but I don't know what happens. It's, <laughs> I think it's Ghostbusters. They 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 saw what happened when the ghosts threw them all out. It was a nightmare at New York Library. <laughs> Surprised Alan even watched Ghostbusters. Da, 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 da. We haven't established when Alan died. Know your enemy better than you know yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. You must know about the Ghostbusters so that you can avoid them. I have, <laughs> I have slime that will work against their good slime. Just get to I have it, a, Alan. A, I have a trap neutralizing ray. Put that on your gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. You know, I gotta oh, say, I, have you guys seen that video on YouTube? Oh, no, one of my favorites. I've heard people repeat it over and over and over oh, again, but never have I actually heard oh, this guy so fun. Les Mis the crap out of that song. Yeah. <laughs> Lay Miz the crap out he of does. it. He does. He sounds I, like he's auditioning for Lay Miz. I like that that's oh, like pr- a verb. I know, Brian. Oh, only my audition, I will only be people doing that. Only people that were in Lay Miz can turn Lay Miz into a verb. It's like. Can you just imagine you know. the community theater audition for this? Like, if they were to do a community theater version of Lay Miz. So, what will you be doing today? I'm going to be doing my own rendition of John Williams' immortal classic, Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a reaction video <laughs> to it. <laughs> Fucking shit. (laughs) Ryan, I triple dog dare you to do that song as like uh, an audition song. Do it. Do it. Come on. They'd like it. They'd laugh, especially if it was like, it's. oh, you're going to be auditioning for Avenue Q soon. That's a ridiculous comedy. Go in and do that. Yeah, it'll shock Uh, your sense of humor. They'll love it. I've already got, (laughs) it's a a thought. I've already got my my song selected. I'm going to do, uh, you guys have seen the Full Monty musical? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, no. I'm, st- I'm doing big ass rock. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Anyway, that's anything with the word ass in it. Or I thought that song yeah. was from Cocaine the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, big ass rock, big ass dinosaurs, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And why are we talking about dinosaurs? Because is... we are going to be talking about Jurassic World. Yeah. But before we do that, that's what is what has everybody seen today? Like, what did you guys watch on the Netflix machine? Oh my god! <laughs> okay, wait a minute. How it's been a while since I've seen you guys. Yeah, Sarah. I know back. we missed you. Yeah, thanks. Welcome back, Sarah. Yeah, we feel we like you. we missed out on a whole lot of precognitive visions too. I'm, I'm, Sarah, I needed you here. Not necessarily. <laughs> I heard. I think I heard. By the way, Sean, really good impression of me. <laughs> I know it was pretty solid. I absolutely would have a holographic Eleanor Roosevelt being <laughs> three amigos, but not Rosario Dawson. I, so, I, don't, I think that was a miscast. She was the. She, I had been watching a lot of Daredevil, and she's very strong female character in that show. So it was the first thing that popped in my she's, head. She's no, she's really good. I do appreciate her. I just, it just for some reason, it just doesn't fit for so me. So then, Sarah, who would you recast? Okay, so actually, sets? so real talk, mm-hmm. um, real talk about this, because of the time set assuming that we're talking about a direct remake yeah right of which three would be 1920s ish yeah so being that it's like 1920s silent film actors mm-hmm. 
popular silent film, I would have to just recast with a bunch of white dudes because it would be historically appropriate. So okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't actually do Three Amigas unless it was, you know, maybe a little bit later in the 1970s or something like that. Mm. And they were like remaking a Charlie's Angels type show. Yes. That would make sense for Three Amigas. That'd be bomb. But for this case, I would have to recast it with three white dudes. Okay. Okay. So, any, any names ring a uh, spark your... Um, I actually highly agreed with choosing Chris Pratt, but I think he could honestly play any of the characters. He could, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else I was thinking of while I was driving and listening to the episode. I think we think just like Hollywood. We're like, um, Chris Pratt in everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, do, I bet you didn't know this, but Chris Pratt was did motion capture for all the dinosaurs in Jurassic World <laughs> Chris Pratt was fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. Huh. He was, he was, the vo- I'm not kidding. He was the voice in one of the Star Wars video games for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Wow. Interesting. He's just spreading his seed everywhere in Hollywood it's these It's crazy. Days, huh? I'm okay with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's Hollywood's it boy right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I know that I disagreed with Michael Sarah. Yeah. As a choice. I just, cause too awkward. I, it, he's too awkward he's and I don't think, he, I don't think he could play lovable the way Martin Short did. Like Martin yeah. Short has a, like a kind of lovable, charming I know. Thing right? about his puniness. I agree with that. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> what? I can't believe we didn't think of this. Zach Galifianakis as Ned Needlander. <laughs> um, Actually, I would. Nap think... had thought of that in the in the car ride, but. Um, oh, know, oh! I'm sorry. I didn't realize that your uh, private car ride um, that happened. I actually did have another one that came up that just came to mind, mm. but I want to hear yours first, sir. Uh, the guy who plays Sheldon in Big Bang Theory. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I actually, he's actually ridiculously talented. Jim Parsons. Jim no, like, Parsons. Like beyond Big Bang Theory, because I'm not a huge fan of that show. He's a great theater actor. He's too. really great theater actor. I think he, I think he could pull off. He Ned. could easily pull off. Ned. I know. I was also thinking uh, Justin Long too. Justin Long's Ooh. pretty good. Justin Long would actually be really good as Ned yeah. Needlander. Yeah, he would be really good. Yeah. So you're thinking, you're thinking Jim Parsons, Justin Long, and Chris Pratt. And Chris Pratt. Ooh, that'd be sexy. I know. That'd be really. Wait, 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 who would Parsons play then? Because I was thinking yeah. of Parsons for Ned Needlander. Hey, I think he'd probably be a good Ned, but I think he could play any of the other ones too. Mm. I think, I think the characterizations. These are all really versatile actors, but I just think I think that with Justin Long, just because he's short, he would have to be Ned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true. So yes, it makes sense. He it does, does kind of fit. give good Martin Short. I think he, he would yeah. do him justice. I think so too. I good think so choices. too. So those that's choices. that's me. Not to completely rehash a subject we already covered. It's, but. No, it's fine. We wanted you to get your opinion in there. Anyway. Yes, yeah. um, I missed so you guys. Good at that. But let's. So it's good to have you back. Thanks. Yay. So in your absence, what movies did you see? Uh, well, I for sure saw Mad Max. Yes. 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 And it was amazing. Wasn't it? It was everything I wanted it to be and more. Oh yeah. It <laughs> will probably be my favorite movie for the year yeah. and I haven't it we're only in June. So or <laughs> yep. probably the release of this July. But either cool. way, <laughs> it it was Fantastic. Um, I also saw San Andreas. Brian, you were there. Oh yes. my god. I did see How San was it, guys? It was Craptastic. It was it was so cheesy, (laughs) the worst one-liners, and it was awesome in that. So definitely like a good get drunk, watch with your friends kind of movie. Nice. Um, If you're if you're able to drink, like legally able to drink. Sorry guys, I don't want to condone anything else. But (laughs) yeah, that's all right. I'll take one for the team here. If you can sneak booze from your parents or get someone twenty one to buy it for you, I'm gonna fully endorse that. And Um, go ahead, drive fast, take chances. Do it. FBI, you know where to find Sean. Uh, yeah, or just well, I mean, you know where to find him anyway, because nine. Anyway, so, Durango, Colorado, eight one three zero one. Oh wow! Wow, 
That's descriptive. We're going to cut all that out, right, Sean? Uh, I think we'll I'm going to beep it all it. up. Yeah, okay. so... Um, Amazing special effects, but there was one bit that I thought was really funny because we were talking about how Paul Giamatti was such a good actor that he could pretty much read. Nap said he could read this, the back of a Cheerios box. Oh my so, god! <laughs> so I, I turned to Sarah and said, "Sarah, be careful. These Cheerios have thirty grams of carbohydrates per serving." <laughs> <laughs> and then That's I was a really and, good Paul Giamatti impression. And then I was saying that more commonly on the back of a Cheerios box, you would find the maze. In which case, he <laughs> which went. Case went Sarah, you're going to turn left, and you're going to make an, another left, but don't turn left. That's a dead end. That's a dead end. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty fun. We had, some, awesome. we had some really, we had a really good time watching that. We were, was, in, we were in the drive-in, so you can kind of be a little loud and crazy there. It was great. Yeah, we had beer, and which we weren't supposed to you bring You know what? That bucket. seems to Whatever. really lend to that kind of movie, because I, I, I haven't seen it, but I had people that saw it in a regular theater, and they were like, that was like a, someone took a shit on a piece of celluloid and then, like, California broke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really, it wasn't good. Was it really that, like, simplistic, though? It's super cheesy. It's, like, the cheesiest disaster movie you could possibly think of. <sighs> oh, my God. Next to Armageddon. It was... Really? The it Day was, After Tomorrow. <sighs> it was better than Day After Tomorrow. Ba- yeah, okay, it was better than that. But it was definitely a notch Armageddon. up from that. Armageddon. It was equally as preposterous, though. <laughs> equally as preposterous. Less of the cheese factor. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, it so? was super cheesy. I, I'm not saying it was wasn't cheesy. I just thought it that, was. Super I just thought cheesy. that day after tomorrow was cheesier. Okay. Than... Okay. Yeah, if but we're... when you see it in the drive-in and you got beers and wine and stuff and you can talk over it and you're not worried about bugging anybody, it makes yeah. it way more fun. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So I, I would say on the cheese factor, we're like. Day after tomorrow. No, no. Okay, San Andreas is probably like the plastic wrapped fake American cheese, and like day after tomorrow is like the powdered stuff that comes with Kraft macaroni and cheese. Oh, yeah. So, I snort that stuff on the reg. That stuff's delicious. Leaning the- Tower of Cheese. <laughs> I just want cheese. God, I want cheese now. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, Easy man. cheese. All right. You guys want to know what I've seen? Yes, I do, Roxy. I've been binge-watching Peaky Blinders. So I tried to watch the first episode, couldn't mm-hmm. get into it. Really? What yeah. is Peaky Blinders? I okay. haven't heard of this. It's on it Netflix. stars Killian Murphy, uh-huh. and it's a BBC drama about this early 1900s British gang up in Birmingham. Okay. Up in uh, good old jolly old England, turn of the century kind of stuff. I mean, we're talking going into the roaring 20s, right? So it's okay. turn of the century kind of stuff. And Got it's it. all about this band of brothers, these three brothers, the, um, God, what are they called? The Shelby, the Shelby brothers. Okay. And uh, it's kind of the family business, right? Import and export, that kind of thing. Think of like Gangs of New York means meets the Godfather meets um, Boardwalk Empire. Okay. So what you're saying is, is it's a six-hour episode each time. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> they're all kind of mini, mini movies, um, but they're brilliantly written. the uh, The score is based off of the theme song, which is by Nick Cave. Mm-hmm. If you guys listen to Nick Cave, I mean, he's pretty sexy no, sounding. So yeah. it has this kind of like sexy, dirty, violent vibe to it. And they just got into their second series or second season. And Tom Hardy joined the cast. 
Nice. So I'd stick around and watch okay, the I, first season to I, get into the second I'll season. I'll maybe give I'll give it another chance. Yeah. So right now I'm getting into the um, third season, Orange Is the New Black. Oh, right. Because on. I have to. Yeah. Um, it's out now. Um, so I'll probably go revisit it yeah. because it was just that first episode that it, maybe I just kept falling asleep. I'm not so. gonna lie, it's kind of slow at first. Yeah. But you have Sam Neill. And yeah, sure. he is the antagonist to yeah. Killian Murphy's protagonist, and you just love their chemistry. Uh-huh. It's so violent and so dirty, and just, you love to hate Sam Neill. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Sean, what about you? Uh, I finished up Daredevil, which was amazing, awesome. and my nerd dick is rock hard to see John Bernthal as the Punisher <gasps> in, in, in season two. I'm so fucking stoked. It's going to be so... Aren't they bringing... They're, I heard they're bringing in Bullseye for se- uh, second season yes, two, they right? Possibly, oh. They were going to try to get Jason Statham was the rumor, and then Jason Uh-oh. Statham was like, you know, I'm above this Marvel. You could just dress up someone's grandmother and put them in, an, in a Marvel movie and put a cape on them, and then they've, you got your Marvel movie. And I was like, oh, oh wow. Jason Statham, you just fucking... Mm-hmm. You poked the wrong bear. You are never going to touch any of the solid gold that is any of these Marvel movies or shows. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jason Statham, I saw Spy mm. uh, as well. Ooh, how and was it? Hilarious. Nice. Like, it is a... You actually need to go see this movie. Yeah, I really mm. want to see um, it. Melissa McCarthy kicks ass in that movie. She's hilarious. Let me ask you this. Is she playing her kind of stereotypical Okay. Goofy, goofy. Can I, can I finish? Yes. Finish, oh, finish and then we're going to have it out. Then we will. Okay, please. Because okay. I want to kind of go into this. She has, she has one of the characters she has under her cover is the aggro kind of character okay. that she's known for playing that she puts on for a little bit. Okay. But what I love about this movie is she's a badass and she's, it's a kind of, in its own way, it's a legit spy movie. I like it. That's funny. That's just really, really funny. And they never Good. once make mention the fact, or they never once use the fact that she's a woman or that she's heavy. As a means against her. Nice. That's awesome. That's so, great. In fact, I can dig she it. kicks some motherfucking ass in that movie. Nice. Fantastic. And Jason Statham is in it. Oh, and he, he just happens to be in it. He, he had to do. There's a, so there, I may be spoiling a little bit. But so sorry, guys. But there's this one bit where he's talking about all the things he's done uh-huh. as a spy, uh-huh. and there's this one thing that's ridiculous. That oh, I had to appear before Congress and convincingly impersonate Barack Obama. <laughs> 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 wow, good Jason Statham impression. You Mobros are killing it tonight. No, mine was horrible. Brian wins. Brian wins Jason Statham. <laughs> and Paul Giamatti. Just give me the oh, grovelly voices, Brian I guess. Brian is killing it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so, so uh, what's Brian, you do, you do the Jason Statham impressions, and I'll just punctuate them with two minutes Turkish. <laughs> <laughs> One minute Turkish. Two minutes, yep. Do you have any idea what he just said? <laughs> so my yeah. my issue with this of saying that Melissa McCarthy plays the same character over and over again is yeah. completely forgetting other characters that she's played in mm-hmm. movies like The Sevens or, you know, in Gilmore Girls, mm-hmm. things like that. She is actually a very versatile actress yeah. who has, yes, used these vehicles where she's playing the same character over and over again to gain a little bit more popularity so she can get more credit to play more roles. I appreciate However, that. Let's understand that people are criticizing her for doing it, but people aren't criticizing Will Ferrell for doing it. And Will right. Ferrell still does it. Yeah. But they're going to criticize her because she's a woman and because she's larger. Yeah. And don't I, you try know to what? argue people with do me criticize that that's not Will the Ferrell, case. Though, there's a lot Thank of people you, that are over Will Ferrell's shtick. They're over it now, I'm but it, it took I've a long time it. for people to get there. Yeah. Well, there were a lot of duds mixed in there. They're, they've been It's been and a long process with Will Ferrell. And Melissa McCarthy... Has had quite a few duds in the last five years, and Spy is actually, and that's, I don't think that's necessarily her fault. She's, maybe she picked some bad movies, but I mean, like, things like Identity Thief, 
They were really, really bad. That's Tammy? not necessarily her fault, Tammy. Right. Jesus. Yeah. I forgot about yeah, that. I'm not, and I'm not trying to say that like she shits gold every time, but what I'm saying is is the criticism that's coming down on her yeah. is a lot heavier and a lot harder than and than other actors would see. I think it's misguided. It's definitely yeah. misguided. You're right. It's well, I think they should be attacking the fucking horrible scripts yeah. and not necessarily her performances mm-hmm. because she no matter how bad the movie is, I still believe her and she is fucking selling whatever character she has the best she can. Plus, she was in Groundlings and she's an amazing improv actress. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thankfully, what I was trying to say huh? is that all of the versatility that you're talking about gets mm-hmm. shown in the movie. Good. So Good. rest assured, you're in for a very entertaining film. Awesome. Um she Fuck was... it. On that note, guys. Yeah. Uh, welcome it. to Nerds on Film. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Roxy Noberry. And I'm Sean Moriarty. <laughs> guys, let's just cut the foreplay mm-hmm. and just go hard and fast. <laughs> or no, maybe no, actually sorry, hard and long, because we know this is like an hour plus long podcast. <laughs> Jurassic World. So good. Oh my god, guys. Holy fucking shit. It's a fucking dinosaur. dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Okay. My my general walking away thesis for everything I feel about this movie thematically tonally absolutely did like did the the first one total justice right you know like it it basically carried through yeah and it upped the camp a little bit on this one <laughs> but it still made it super fun well it's because Chris Pratt can play the camp and make it work. yeah yeah yes, um there there were can. a couple moments that I was like oh too much but then at the mm-hmm. same time it's definitely like a fan movie mm-hmm. and yeah. it was just like geeking out super Completely. hard yeah. so plus I mean it's it's campy to even think after the horrific events of the first three movies that the park is actually open <laughs> yeah wow that sent her before we get high. involved within anything, oh, I, yeah, need spoilers. To, I need to set the disclaimer out. We are going to spoil the fuck out of this movie. Sorry. So, oh, that's right. You Thank you. So um, if you guys haven't seen the it's movie It's July yet, already. You fucking failed. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. Because by the time we, we are recording this in mid-June, but yes, this will drop in July. Oh, uh, and Brian once again fucking pu- pulls the curtain and we can see the old man with the levers. They know at this point. I'm just saying that if you haven't seen the movie, because you, know, you may be on like the lower side of the bell curve... Pause this podcast, watch the movie. Yeah. Or if you don't want to see the movie, then I guess we'll just see yeah. it. Yeah. Fuck episode, and and so. also, you're on the wrong side of history because yeah. uh, that movie, as of what Sunday night that we're recording this of opening weekend, has estimated to has reach, estimated to reach five hundred million dollars. Five hundred eleven. Yeah, I'm gonna play really five hundred eleven now. Five hundred eleven million dollars. I'm gonna global, say global box office. Yes. Our our listening our our fans are pretty loyal as much as yeah. we are. So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and think that they have seen it by now. So and if they haven't, we don't hate them for exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> anybody that had to turn this podcast off to go watch the movie. Yeah. I also want you to click that little unsubscribe button. Oh. No, because you wow. Sean. Sean. Sean, so bad. That's, that's a joke. Movie. Please don't leave. We only have so many <laughs> people. Don't leave. Don't leave <laughs> I mean, the movie had so many, so so many callbacks to the first movie, both so in good. plot points and in just these nice little visual cues. Sarah is yeah. obviously jumping at the bit here. Go so. get it, Sarah. But I'm, I'm just going to keep talking. I'm just going to keep holding, <laughs> just because I want to see if I can make Sarah turn red. And I'm going to make 3.141567. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually happening right now. What am I Sarah watching? Sarah looks like she's trying to I'm rip your soul out of your body with filibusting, you little filibusting bastard. Mr. I, I, Mr. Moriarty goes to Nerds on Film. It's like, <laughs> Mr. Chairman, I do yield my time. Sarah.
I'm trying to work on my microphone etiquette and not talking over people. Oh, don't Look let these bitches. Oh. <laughs> oh, how delightfully passive aggressive, Sarah. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Um, okay, so real quick, before, because prior to the spoiler alert, um, Sean, you said that, you know, with all the destruction from the first three ones, how could they possibly do this? So I read something, and I don't know how true this is. Mm. I did read something that was saying that it was as if Jurassic World, the way this movie was set, it was as if the events of the second movie never happened. Oh, yeah. This is no, true. They were playing it as if, the you know, the rewriting history. Yeah. However. Totally. I would debate that. Really? Because, yes, while they do ignore it mm-hmm. for the good portion of it, mm-hmm. there are callbacks to both the second and the third movies. Yeah, but can that... we just forget the second and the third movies ever happened? The hey, fuck you! The Lost World's bad. not that bad. It I wasn't that bad. The third one was terrible. Even but the second Spielberg one was that bad. was disappointed with the second one. It was disappointing, was but disappointed it, wasn't, with it wasn't awful. But here's okay. my here are my two points. You see, there's a, there's a small, very small visual cameo mm-hmm. by Malcolm mm-hmm. in book form. One of the people yeah. on the tram to the oh, park is reading it. And it's the Malcolm that you would have seen in the lost world in the second one yeah and the fact that i'm sorry guys major major again spoiler again but again we've already warned you the raptors are communicating Mm -hmm. like that was a that was a something that was brought forth in the third movie sure so they're bringing in things that but you have to understand that as far as like culturally nobody on their right mind would have let this park be created if Uh, if the events of the second one act actually happened money yeah, money talks, money. but money, money doesn't talk money that talks. much. Bullshit walks. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't talk that much. Yeah, because I was going to say, as soon as a fucking T-Rex starts like attacking a blockbuster video in San Diego, exactly. you know, that sounds dated, <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, we can never do this. Exactly, exactly. That was the point. And, oh, okay. So, okay. Seriously, though, talking about, like, you know, dinosaurs attacking land. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm as- just saying... <laughs> There's a world you're you're talking about a world where they've been able to recreate dinosaurs. Yeah. So I mean, you already have to kind of throw some of that okay. suspension of disbelief to the wind at this point. So, sure. I, I mean, d- obviously, it didn't ruin my opinion of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well. But I'm just saying, I I that but I know that that's something that the directors and the creators, you know, had in mind. They were like, kind of like, let's. People are just choosing to ignore that the events of the second Absolutely. one happen. So let's choose yeah. to ignore the Correct. events of the and second one. And let's, the take all the, yeah. Yeah. let's take all the happy parts and all the nostalgic pieces, yeah. like Mr. DNA. And right. the oh, my God. Yeah. oh, my God. When I saw Mr. DNA, yeah. I lost my shit. I know, me messy. too. I was like... I was like squeeling in the theater, and and, and, and even the part when um, she presses the button and the CGI version of the little dinosaur with yeah, the yeah the, like, the one that ate Newman yeah yes. yeah the one that pops yes, up that and distracts was, the raptor that I was, was like, really yes. funny too yes um, <laughs> what I will say is when the kids are getting to the park I'm gonna tear up guys. Uh, and you oh. hear John Williams score. Oh. Oh, I felt a profound resonance in my soul. Oh my God, Brian! And I became a kid again. It was awesome. Brian. Are you really crying, Brian? Yeah, He's actually little, really crying. Getting a little verklempt. Do you, do you want, do you want, I'm gonna fucking elbow you through the computer in your throat and turn you into a man one of these days. Oh my God. <sighs> I'm just, kidding. I, I got a little teary-eyed in the theater, too. I, well, but not I, here. I did Jesus, not, Brian. I did not get teary-eyed whatsoever. I was bouncing up and down in my Do seats humming along you guys, with it. Do I need to remind you guys that I got teary-eyed over my dad's Thanksgiving stuffing? Yes. Yeah. So, You're very emotionally... So Brian, that, being, that was different know. because I cry while I eat the stuffing. <laughs> sometimes it's bland and the salt from the tears helps. Hmm. Well, let's let's all agree that that opening sequence of going to the park... Was beautiful. Was great. So and Michael Caccino was so, so respectful to John Williams's style. Yeah, I actually, so I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today. She's a hardcore Jurassic Park fan. 
um, she loves she loves these movies mm-hmm. and um, even three. I she doesn't love three. She loves she loves them all together kind of thing. She enjoys it. She just enjoys it. Yeah. Does she read the books. I feel yes. Nice. So she's actually but. so there was some stuff that she so she totally disagrees with me saying that like thematically and tonally it fits with the the first one because How so? because she's ha- fi- fixated on the books. Uh, Point being, she actually hated the score. Really. She liked the fact that there was the original John Williams stuff, but she felt that Giacchino did not do a good enough job creating the type of environment that John Williams did. She felt it was, she felt like it didn't, it wasn't as spectacular as it could have been. Well, that's the problem with kind of paying homage to a classic where you have this well, sentimental not having relationship John to it. it. <laughs> that's true, that too, yeah. you know? And I think Gacchino's style is so different. I mean, he can really mimic any style he wants because he's cool. just that great of a composer. But I think if you're going to honor that kind of style, he was was more or less rearranging old scores and then trying to put in his moments where he, the underscoring where he could, mm-hmm. while still again trying to imitate. Yeah. Or I shouldn't say imitate because that's not really art. It wasn't imitate. This was this was directly an homage, not yeah, an imitation. Yeah, yeah. Totally yeah. homage. Yeah. So, but so yeah, was, I think Brian, you saying that he might have been too respectful then, like he was trying too hard not to buck the original John Williams scores, and so he. Just was he was doing what he could, but he could have done more. Is kind he, of what where you think Sarah's friend was coming from? I think, I mean, maybe it didn't have its own. I will say it didn't. I didn't feel like it had its own unique identity to mm. it uh, as a score. I think it was definitely just again a very respectful homage to the Jurassic Park score. Um, but he, I mean, he definitely like he went he went like microsurgeon with it. Like when he was trying to, and just and these are just observations from listening to the, to the music, but. I felt like when he was trying to imitate those moments down to like the, the choices of instrument mm-hmm. that would hit a certain, you know, yeah. chord. Piano or whatever. Piano or um, Williams loves to use the, I can't, I don't know if it's the glockenspiel or if it's the, uh, the <laughs> or the glockenspiel. But it's one of those uh-huh. tile banging instruments. Mm-hmm. A xylophone? I said xylophone. <laughs> I said xylophone or glock and spiel. Oh, yeah. A piano key necktie. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure which was one it was. Guitar? But, like, <laughs> but like even using uh, like the type of same the same type of uh, instrument that Williams would use for a sentimental. Mm-hmm. You, know, uh, you know what I know what it was? Phrase. They created a hybrid. <laughs> instrument that was they called Indominus Rex sure that they used to sound like Williams but sound different as well oh my and, it, God. and it also it became invisible at one point it's filmception guys <laughs> yeah. we, we, we've created a new hybrid instrument for the score we call, we call it the it Glock and phone the Glock and phone we, we thought about Xyloshpiel <laughs> Glock and phone was easier to pronounce. Yeah. Yes, the, glo- the Glock and phone was communicating with the other instruments can we, and turned them against us. Can we talk about the new dinosaur here? Yes. Because Rex. I was so waiting for them. I'm glad they didn't because mm-hmm. I would have been like, all right, you lost me. I was so waiting for them to say it's like part T-Rex, part human. I was like waiting <gasps> for them to say it. Oh, that's you very alien versus predator no, t- for Like, you. that's what I'm saying. I don't, I didn't want them to do it, no. but it was like, I was half expecting it because oh of God. the too much, it's classified. <laughs> it's cl- class, how classified? Why uh-huh. classified? Oh my God, it's human? Don't tell me it's fucking human. Uh-huh. <laughs> God, that's, that reminds me of those scenes with B.D. Wong. Like it starts talking. Yeah. And let's, let's give some credit to B.D. Wong here. He's the only original cast member. Yeah, he's the only member. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So this guy, I mean, he got his day in the sun with he his did 
Tuesday he or something. Nailed yeah. it. So good. I he, love BD Wong. He was all he was all kinds He's of like, engine. We <laughs> took DNA from a chameleon. We took DNA from your mama. And we then took finally, DNA like, from a mama. Like God, and then finally, so much DNA. Of course, like no wonder it was classified. It was part raptor. Yeah, <laughs> fucking right. What a great reveal, by the way. Yeah, it was great. I felt like Chris Pratt. I loved him in the movie, but I felt like his his accent was very George W. Bush. I kept thinking, <laughs> I, I did. I just, I kept. Oh, I guess I didn't. I didn't hear oh, it. God. I didn't hear it. He's like raptors. Can yeah. I just raptors. Know y'all? Y'all mixed it with the raptors. That's <laughs> out. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna smoke out these evil doing dinosaurs, and we're I'm gonna bring them justice. Bring them to justice. <laughs> It's like, why didn't they just say mission accomplished and put a banner on the park at the middle of the movie? Like, right when they were like, all right, shut all the rides down. We got to get everybody inside. And they're like, mission accomplished. <laughs> no, there's still two kids out there in a hamster ball. You know, there's a, there's a saying in the South, oh, it's certainly a saying in, in, in Texas, uh, fool me once, uh, shame on you. Uh, but, but, uh, we're not going to get fooled again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you know what, Sarah? Uh. I was really hoping, uh, before this movie came out and they only showed you just a little bit in the really early trailers of what it was, Uh I was like, clearly, clearly they're going to have a T-Rex slash pterodactyl. It's just a flying (laughs) death machine. Oh my god. And they did. They they did sort of have like a T-Rex pterodactyl. I was like, what the fuck is that? Oh wait, of course, the David Jean splicing. Okay, it makes sense. They were insane. Okay, okay, so... The person I went to go see this movie with was really, really heavily focused on that particular dinosaur (laughs) because he's like, how the hell could that thing fly and keep its head up? (laughs) It was a very top heavy animal. Yeah. So that's I was kind of like, well, there had to like in my head, I'm trying to be like, well, there had to have been other flying dinosaurs other than the pterodactyl. Right. So maybe that was just maybe that's just one that I don't know of. No, they they did some crazy splicing. Okay. Yeah, so, they did. They did. I want to see a flying triceratops that's just like sweating hardcore, <laughs> barely staying in the air like a turkey, just like, just like oh, oh. I want to see like itsy bitsy wings on it, and it's just kind of like hovering. Oh, <laughs> like a little tiny just, arms yeah. on the T Rex. It's like reminding yeah. me of and this, uh, this flying triceratops. Ooh, they were like spaghetti just, noodles. You know what I did <laughs> really like was when they were showing the little tanks yeah. of um of the you know the other little tiny dinosaurs and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and they had one that had feathers on it. That's cool. Which was great because I mean obviously since. Since the first Jurassic Park's come out, there's been a lot of new theory about dinosaurs, you know, specifically raptors, mm-hmm. just being like colorful chickens. And let's <laughs> talk about them the opening scene of this whole fucking movie with the little uh, bird claw that lands on the snow. Oh my god, that was so <laughs> good. That was like a yeah. fucking so dinosaur. Just a crow. That was a great opening. That was um, so cool. Also, first thing I noticed from the opening, from the get-go, throughout the entire goddamn movie, it was driving me bonkers. Uh. The amount of product placement. Oh shit! It was, it was distracting. But that was, oh, but really? that was the point, though. I mean, that was not sure. I mean, no, if you go, to, no, no, I'm gonna okay. fight this because if you go to a theme park, mm-hmm. all the major attractions have corporate sponsors. Sure. <laughs> the only one that may have been a little gratuitous was Starbucks cup that. Uh, her character had, but I felt that was so telling about her kind of character, though. Yeah, that it was a totally justified use of product. I mean, it was joke about it was movie? straight off from the Beats headphones right when the kid was leaving his yeah. house. Um, Text me pigs. To, you know, I, I mean, me. like, and I understand. I like. Can, <laughs> I can understand. Like, oh yeah, she's got the Starbucks cup. Okay, uh-huh. there's a Starbucks there. Great. By the second or third time we've seen multiple people holding a Starbucks cup and all the people holding the Jamba Juice cups, oh, and yeah. that like even like when they're like tongue-in-cheek talking about the branding like oh tostitos yeah and like oh pepsi and verizon like, ha- wireless presents verizon the, wireless presents and Rex. Rex. and then right. um and then having like the samsung innovate and i was like okay <laughs> yes it's tongue-in-cheek but 
at what point does it stop being tongue in cheek and just goes into Back to the Future Two level? Yeah, I mean, they all they all had <laughs> Samsung phones. The the guy had the uh, Galaxy Watch. One of the guys on the yeah. the uh, yeah. asset the asset containment unit had a yeah. Galaxy Watch. Uh, he was using his GPS. Yeah, uh, John. Jesus, rocks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, asset containment. <laughs> Yes, we'll get to Chris's, Chris Pratt's butt later. Thank you! I've been waiting. Oh, yeah. So I think that the product placement's been around since the first fucking movie. Yeah. First of all, oh, yeah. I don't know about you, but I use exclusively Barbasol shaving cream because I'm hoping that there's going to be a goddamn embryo inside it. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Okay. <laughs> Two, Chaser. they zoom in really close on the Macintosh computers in the first movie and show you the Apple logo. That's true. They had Blockbuster in the background of the second movie. They all there, drove There's Jeeps. been just ridiculous okay. product placement in movies so forever. So really, this we, one can, we can just showed blame it more. Probably just framed it in a more obvious way, but yeah. then did a tongue-in-cheek thing. So but I get what you're saying. It got to a point where they could have just Spielberg. easily gone over. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, Sarah, what was your go, It's studios. Yeah, I'm saying it's Universal yeah. and it's Spielberg. There you go. There I would, you go. But yeah. I would argue it's that's just studios in general who are trying yeah. to help pay for these massively budgeted movies. That's and it was corporate massively endorsements budgeted. Help. Yeah. yeah. Well, it earned And I wanted to go back and touch on one thing Sarah said about the feathered raptor. Uh-huh. Uh, Eric actually uh, sent me a text and he wanted me to include some of the things he wanted to say were super cool. And the first thing he wanted me to say, which I noticed also, was do you remember the part where B.D. Wong's character clarifies that like the system for making these things has always been bugged and they've always been adding things to it, yeah. which is why they look the way they do. They probably have been modified beyond recognition from the beginning. Well, sure, yeah. Which totally is awesome retconning like how bad the science was then compared to how it is now. Sure. And mm-hmm. it was like, Eric was like, so stoked and think, I thought that was so brilliant. I was like, dude, me too. <laughs> but yeah, no, that I think that's the justification that they've been able to use, you know, talking about how, you know, it was spliced with frog DNA, mm. you know. I wish I could have seen a little bit more of that. There were so many moments throughout the whole movie that I wish could have been dived into a little bit more. I'm just saying, I guess I feel like frogs. Why the I, you think you'd have learned the first time? Like that Whoa. would be like the reprimand. Brian, it's a plot device from the first book yeah. because only frogs had a species within the frogs that could change sexes spontaneously Sean? and then uh, you mean life, Sean, I'm life, being, uh, Sean, I'm just could, being silly. Uh, find uh, a way. Sean, <laughs> Sean, I'm just being silly. You're being Relax. I just think it's funny that in the first <laughs> film, when it was the frog grenade is what allowed the raptors to change sex, and all of a sudden oh, they I'll became aggressive. And in this one, it's the frog DNA that allows the mm-hmm. Indominus Rex to become a chameleon, you know, or to avoid Roxy, infrared radiation exactly. or Roxy. detection. I thought it was change, like Brian. I want to see Caitlin Moriarty. <laughs> what? <laughs> Because I made I'll change your sex joke, and then, yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, that was going to be Sean's name if he was a girl. It would have <laughs> really? been Caitlin That's Marie. fucked up that you brought that up. Yeah. <gasps> no so, which makes me think, I'm just saying. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, no, that would have been, been my name. Chris Jenner looks horrible actually. compared to Sean would have been Sarah. Oh Caitlin. Sean would have been Sarah Marie Moriarty if he was a girl. Sarah Marie. <laughs> Hello, my name is Sarah Marie, and even though I turned out to be a woman... I also enjoy dick jokes, dead baby jokes, and uh, smoking the reefer. Oh, I can't wait to see your transformation, Sarah Marie. Funny enough, uh, mm-hmm. for the first seven months, my parents thought I was going to be a boy. Oh. And my name was going to be Brian Christopher. Ah, this, is, this is getting way with, too with, close with to home. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yep. Brian Christopher. <laughs> Yep. That's we are, we are all Welcome in- back to Sarah Marie and Brian Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 
We now decide. So that's your trans name then. That's your trans name. <laughs> it, is, is that what it's going to be? No, I'd pick something better. Okay. Oh I'd wow, pick. that makes me feel so good uh, about nice. my name. Yeah, your name uh, sucks. Your name sucks, Brian. Brian Patrick. <laughs> since we're going Excuse to, me, Brian we're, Patrick. Since so we're, Irish. Since we're, yeah, I know you couldn't get. God. Much. You couldn't name make me more Irish unless you gave my first name. Yeah, Shamus. you could. There's exactly. actually two. Two little droplet Guinness stains on his birth certificate <laughs> right underneath the signature. Back to Jurassic Park. So, yeah. I loved yeah. how also the character played by Jake Johnson, mm-hmm. um, one of the technicians in the Oh park, my god, great character. He was such an homage to the original, I mean, obviously, the, what's the character? Nelson, not Nelson, um, the original... The one that Wayne bat- Knight played. Batty. Yeah, the one who gets yeah. mauled by the yeah, little dinosaur. Yeah, I'm totally blanking on his name. Um, and then, of course, even Samuel L. Jackson's character. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. how he kind of played both. You know, uh-huh. I thought that was really sweet. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah I, I thought I thought he did a great job. That awkward scene where he was like saying goodbye to that girl. <laughs> like, I was so glad that they decided like let's make it's this like, awkward and like let's not have, have a boyfriend. Yet another relationship thing happening. Okay, wait, no. real quick. Speaking of hormones, was that? teenage kid walking around like a perpetual boner like why the fuck were all the little girls I like know. hey he's cute he always and again he's, he's like, like the i'm gonna like brood at you he he <laughs> had that face that one look on his face right? yeah he just had the pouting lips and the just yeah. morose like i don't want to be yeah. here look until shit you know falls and he kind of he kind of looked like like dark justin bieber oh just a little <laughs> bit yeah the hair flip i think is what did it for me yeah maybe like justin bieber because justin bieber's kind of an asshole now. I, I meant I we're mostly, talking like 2000 early 2000s i mostly kind like the of hair. Oh, like, oh just phenotypically okay yeah yeah not baby. like well, okay baby. yeah i'm not dinosaur <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought the, the, the Jimmy Fallon reference was pretty funny oh, too. Oh, that was so cool! Oh, yeah, ridiculous. because he does the shit at Universal Studios. Yes, he on does. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was very, the, the very clever. Right? And I was the only person in our theater laughing at that. I was like, ah! And like my buddy looks at me, he's like, why is that that funny? I was like, because yeah. he does like the he's on the screens at Universal Studios. <laughs> okay, maybe it's been a long time since I've been to Universal Studios, but I. Yeah. The last time I was there, he was not anywhere. No, it was Steve Martin, I think, who was who did it or something. No, that, that's so. the Disneyland one. Never mind. No, but uh, yeah, the Jimmy Fallon version has been. What on does Steve like, Martin do at Disneyland? He did this whole thing for the 50 year anniversary um, oh. in the in, not in the innovation section, but in the uh, the Abe Lincoln. Oh, uh, maybe I missed that. Like, the Hall museum Presidents. part. Yeah. He does like a whole like documentary yeah. series. Well, somebody can... somebody needed some banjo money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? He does a really cute thing with Donald Duck. It's adorable. Cute. cute. Kind of thing you're thinking of, but yeah. <laughs> well, I so I've never seen the Jimmy Fallon thing, so that was that was lost on me as well. It's funny though, but I just thought the actual bits were funny. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't watch the Tonight Show. It's okay. uh, I have it either. since they they shit can Conan, but um, I just I just thought that he was actually is like oh okay, mm-hmm. he's not useless. So yeah, no, I honestly. Look to me like yeah. it would be a really fun theme park. I know. For yeah. the most it part, did look like a really fun theme I, park. Th- th- crazy. Oh God, what the fuck is the name of the 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 underwater dinosaur? Oh my God, the star of the we'll show. We'll just call by it the, the whale-saurus. The, yeah, <laughs> the whale. The underwater name for it. Fuck. Let me find it. it. Starts with an M. Montosaurus or something. I don't know. No, no, no. I, I got it. It was in the Wikipedia entry. I was a little buzzed up when I saw the movie, so I had to read through the synopsis one more time. Mosa Mosasaurus. Mosasaurus, thank you. Oh, okay. Buddy. So the Mosasaurus, the real protagonist, do, like doing like the the Sea World exhibit type thing. Freaking intense, yes. man. The shark. Freaking intense. You know what's even crazier? Huh. Apparently, um, they've uh, found fossils of 
a creature that they believe that was actually bigger <gasps> than that. Wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? Jesus. I know. Oh, my God. What? Idea for fake internet video parody. Huh. 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 It's we make fun of blackfish, except it's a, it's like a water oh dinosaur, <laughs> and it's about yes, like Jurassic World and how they're. It's like these just these dinosaurs need to be free, and they look at the abuse. Look at how they attacked the trainers. They attacked the you know expensive hybrid dinosaur. Let's <laughs> okay. be your next episode of Roomies, Brian. Now you now and Dave we, should start yeah, like a campaign. That'd be good. <laughs> now really, let's talk about the Dino on Dino action here. Oh, oh my god! Because I love it was that. so fucking. Good. Okay, are we talking about the first interaction after the the kids go off course with their little disco ball and then they no, have, I'm totally see the fight the between no, we're talking about the disco ball. They have to yeah. when they so it's just when, rolling down the field. It's like yeah. No, I love the fact that <laughs> you can tell Bryce the way Dallas, I use my wow. Before yeah. we get to the big final one, though, okay. there was a previous dinosaur oh, yeah. interaction that was yeah. pretty sick. No, it was the yeah. the initial one with the I don't I don't yeah, know the, the names of my dinosaurs. Thing. Apparently, I'm really yeah, bad the one with the big tail, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like slapping at him. Yeah. It was, Hell yeah. it was, no, it was like super intense. And like, mm-hmm. you could tell like how freaked out the little kid was. Yeah. Like that little kid was a great actor. Oh my mm-hmm. God. I know. He nailed it. I loved the relationship as far as the family, the core of the story really mm-hmm. was, you know, it was about two brothers just yeah. going through a really hard transition with their parents. You know, yeah. obviously there's tension there and how this whole adventure really brings them back together. And gives them lifelong PTSD. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, those kids are effed for life <laughs> is what's happening like, right there. That's for sure. They're, they're just gonna for start Christmas. getting into sweats when they see a terrarium of like an iguana. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. And then you, you have you know Bryce Dallas Howard's whole. I, I kind of didn't understand why the pressure was so deep on her to be there so much. Like they weren't her kids, you know. She was just like no, a distant aunt. She yeah, but no, she's not a distant aunt. She obviously has become more distant from the family, and the kids were supposed to go there to spend some quality time. Yeah. With her aunt they hadn't seen in forever, and I she know. totally bailed on him because yeah. she's a workaholic. I think we that was part of her arc in the story was seeing her, like, she was such a workaholic, and then by the end she loosens up a bit and actually yeah. starts, you know. No, yeah. I mean, I, I get, obviously, I see that going, but I just, I wasn't that impressed by it because I didn't really mm-hmm. understand, like, I mean, I understand they wanted her to have this kind of character arc and, and journey from, you know, being this kind of self-centered, you know, big-time workaholic to being this more homely and um not homely not homely but more you know uh naturalistic yeah. and loving person who yeah. was you know going to be able to survive an entire thing in heels by the way <laughs> okay couple things to say about yeah about Bryce Dallas Howard's characterization here sure number 1 uh Sam Neill actually kind of goes through the same transformation in the first one oh, yeah. Remember, he's like totally anti-kid and then he ends up like saving them. And then at the end, they're all in the helicopter and the two kids are asleep on him. And then like the chicks look at him like, you want some now, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Laura Dern is the best. Oh, my God. By the way, I loved when Bryce Dallas Howard tried her shirt and like tried it up. And then she's like, "Okay, I'm ready. And I was like, just like Laura Dern. That's awesome. Well, I just I I love that like. Chris Pratt's like, what, what does that what, mean? What does that mean? <laughs> it means I'm ready. <laughs> um, as far as the heels go, yeah. this has been extremely controversial oh, for God. a lot of people. Oh, but here's the deal. I would understand it being, I actually up front, yeah, was like, this is just obnoxious that she's mm-hmm. running around in heels. It actually is bothering me, yes. Like the blisters on my feet are sure. aching just watching. <laughs> Did a little bit of reading. Did a little bit of research because mm-hmm. I always appreciate doing research before like going out and being pissed off about everything. <laughs> I like to do my research. Um, I found out that actually the director 
had a long conversation with Bryce Dallas Howard, and she insisted that her character wear heels the entire time because that's how she felt the character would be. Love it. Oh, so it you know the- what? I was thinking about that after I heard all the outrage, too. I was like, do people forget that sometimes actors and directors make choices for the specific character because that's she is so like so business-oriented and so yeah. professional and so... Mm-hmm buried in her job that she would just wear the heels the whole time and mm-hmm. we have to let's not forget that bryce dallas howard i mean aside from being the daughter of you know opie ron, ron howard. howard um she's classically trained like she mm-hmm. went to the Tisch school <gasps> of the arts i think it's, it, she definitely went to, i think it was Tisch school of the arts but yeah. for sure one of the top drama schools in the mm-hmm. country um so she knows her shit she knows how to make solid character choices mm-hmm. yeah and yep. there's the point i thought she was an extremely well put together character and everything about her made sense uh, mm-hmm. And all the subtlety that was there, and I was like, you know what? Cool. Like, and if you can run in heels, you fucking yeah, run well, in those and heels. And that's the other thing too. Being that it was the actress's choice, and you know, she she made the conscious decision. I'm okay with it. I also do appreciate the fact that it's kind of like she's not losing who she is. I think right. she's always going to be a slightly uptight workaholic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you know, if she were to slap on some flip flops that would prob that would be changing the yeah. character. So the so. Some ballet symbolism. flats for fuck's sake. <laughs> yes, but like the symbolism behind the heels not breaking, them being, you know, manhandled through the whole adventure really was a symbol of her willingness and her determination to survive. I mean yeah. it, if you want to go that deep, sure. Why not? I, I think I think it really is it's just she kept the heels on because I don't think she's ever gonna lose who she is, even cool. though she may I mean, it's clear that she cares, yeah. and then once she realizes, like, this whole park is going to fall apart, what's really more important? Yeah. Right. Then she figures, yeah. The, that, the, the controversy of whether she would wear the heels and the, the you know, the, um, the hyper, like, the radical feminist perspective of it that I've been reading, too, about it, is one part of it. But the other part is... Were these fucking heels made by NASA or something? Why did they break? They, they should have broken or something at one point. Yeah, they these must have been like some Prada heels or something Dude. because like they were they were well made that they lasted. Oh, All right, no, yeah, hey, but they were still predominantly we white. It's, it's partly <laughs> classified, but yeah. we have made a hybrid shoe. <laughs> <laughs> it's part <laughs> high heel. It's one of the items and that it's fell part off of um, rhinoceros. Or it's one of the items from the Avengers that fell off of the. Yeah, the it's ship. an. It has. Yeah. They have Infinity Stones. I was going to say that they're, 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 they have a vibranium core. <laughs> yes. uh, to them. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's not forget. The Black Panther should have showed up and just been like, <laughs> "I need those shoes." A good chunk of the running around that she was do doing was in the mud. Yeah, and like, so that's a soft texture. Wouldn't necessarily break the heels. She would have been digging in and falling over. Yes. <laughs> I was surprised they were still mostly white by the yeah, end of the movie. Yeah, I know, I know. So Crazy. let's talk about the big bit, which is like open sector nine. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! And I was like, wait, oh is this god. it? Is this it? And then when she opens, puts on the fucking road flare, I was like, this yes, is it. This is it. It's happening. I was again. I got a little verklempt, but in a good oh way. Like, god. like, is it? By the happen? way, the road flare when they have like the Toronto. The, the road flare in the beginning with when they're going through the Tyrannosaur area and it's like they have the goat and they're like, well, you know, it won't eat the goat unless you put a flare next to it. So they threw a flare that was right next to the goat. <laughs> That's hilarious. That was such an awesome callback. That was cute. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I could not, when they were like, she's like open sector nine. He's like, what? And I'm just like, oh my God, it's oh happening. God. It's happening. It's happening, you guys. And then he like, and then he starts to open up like, it's, it's happening. And then he comes out and I'm just like, like I'm just dumbstruck. No, but not only that, <laughs> but like I love that when even when the T Rex is getting like completely ass kicked, the, all of a sudden Blue the Raptor has a lassie moment and just like oh. recoups and runs in and just oh. jumps in and yes. I was just like what the fuck is 
I have like a T-Rex raptor team up. Well, he goes, we need more teeth, right? Yeah. So he got his teeth. You guys, and then, of course, I was like, wait, it's still not, and then, very true to the first movie uh-huh. where the T-Rex comes in, eats the raptor, the fucking whale dinosaur. Oh, yeah, God, that was so good. It was like, and I, I literally was like, yeah! Right in the middle of the theater. Yeah, well, you knew that. You knew, it was, it's, it's the gun on the wall that needs to go off by the third act, right? <laughs> right. It had to go off again. Right. You had to see that call, like... You had to. Every, every other dinosaur seems to be fucking destroyed at yeah. this point. Right. Did, you, uh, did you guys see Eric's, was it Eric's text that was talking about how um, remember in the third movie, they actually had like a Spinosaurus that beat a T-Rex in that movie. And everybody's like, that's fucking bullshit. So when the T-Rex comes out, he like crashes through a Spinosaurus oh. fossil. And you're like, that's fuck right. the third movie. Oh, that makes so, sense. So cool. One thing I think I did want to bring up is some people thought that this T-Rex was the T-Rex yeah, from the that's original Jurassic Park. I say nay nay because in when they go to the old ruins of Jurassic Park, there is a Tyrannosaurus skull in the oh. same place where the act, in the third act of the first one, where he, well, you know, was left. No, but, 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 so I think he may have died there, there. But wasn't there a T, there was a T-Rex skeleton in the lobby. But that was the original skeleton that was there from the, when they first entered, right? Like, it, it yeah. was a display. So why wasn't, why couldn't that have been the skull from the you display? Was, was the there skull? a skeleton in the opening uh-huh. of, mm-hmm. of the, uh-huh. oh, it, it yeah. could have been that. That, that yeah. is a fair point. I mean, I just don't know what the lifespan of a Tyrannosaurus Rex is, so I don't know if they can live for 20 years in captivity. I, I'd say I mean, he was kind of isolated at that point, so yeah. I, mean, I think he might have been locked in the dome, so I would just assume he starved to death. And just, for you know. nostalgic reasons, though, let's yeah. say. Because this T-Rex is the one that's left at the end of the movie, you yeah. Know, yeah. screaming yeah. over the land. Yeah, which, so by the way, is. can, can I just say it's really funny, though, because... Seeing by comparison the tiny arms on the T Rex to the longer arms yeah. on the genetically modified dinosaur. Also, same thing when the the two dinosaurs were the two Rexes were fighting each other. I'm just like, oh, it's Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah. interesting you bring that up because there are actually some paleontologists who are starting to question whether the Tyrannosaurus Rex was even a predator. Mm. Because of his teeny tiny, tiny, arms, tiny, tiny arms and the the way the teeth are designed, uh-huh. teeth would be great if he was a scavenger, uh-huh. but not as a predator. And plus, we also know that the the Tyrannosaurus Rex never actually stood upright, like oh. the original um, skeleton suggested, because that would have actually broken its back. It <gasps> had to hunch down a little lower. And the way he's depicted in the in the movies is much more accurate to the movement style, but that also lends against the argument that he's a predator. All it, all it reminds me of is, I got a big head and tiny arms. <laughs> right, from, <laughs> from the Robinsons. Robinsons. Right. Or like those t-shirts that have like a T-Rex on it. It says, but little- if you're happy and you know it, clap your own. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do agree. Uh, yeah. Actually, and to think about it, this T-Rex does look a little older and a little... Battle-worn. Little, little battle-worn battle yeah, yeah. Before he gets to the show off. he's got some scars off. on his face. Yeah, buddy. So it... You're it right. Might, it may it, actually yeah. be the T Rex from the yeah. first so movie. So then let's talk about the true hero of the film, Blue the Raptor. Oh my God! She was my little boo thing at the <gasps> end. I was so happy. <laughs> I'm okay. Can so, I just say? Wow. Like proof positive, the positive reinforcement training works. I know. <laughs> the whole time Sarah I was like Sarah would love this shit I did I was like see look at this I'm, it's like establish trust oh establish God. a bond give him yeah. lots of positive reinforcement mm-hmm. and you're all good and he goes, I am the alpha Chris Pratt's like he's like who's the alpha you're yeah. looking at him you're looking yeah. at him yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sweet God, although, although I, I am not a fan of people using the alpha terminology mm. because that 
it sort of establishes that like you think you're one of the pack and you're not. It's very trust me. Uh, animals don't think you're an animal too. Like you know. Yeah. So anyway, point being. Point yeah, that's being. only what that little fruity rollerblading douchebag on TV says. No, yeah. no, no, no. Who is the guy that got eaten by the bear in that one documentary series? Oh, um, I don't remember. I think I think there's actually a type of uh, like lifestyle called otherkin. Okay, where people actually like. Try to like they a, yeah become one with the other animals mm-hmm. and uh, it's it, it, it border it, it borders kind of dissociative identity sure. disorder features sure. you know yeah like, yeah you kind of worry for these people's mental well, stability. I what I find really funny it's like they just got this guy straight out of the navy. Yes, he's established this bond with the raptors, yeah. but at the same time, I'm kind of like okay. So what other animal behavioral research have you done <laughs> that you seem to be a fucking expert on every single creature mm-hmm. on the island? And then there's this whole familiar trope where they're going to use this, you know, weapon in in wartime, right? Where yeah. they're going to use the T-Rexes. And I, I immediately thought of, like, Iron Man with the, you know. Sure. That yeah, whole, for the, sure. Using the suit, the war the no, they wanted to, uh, and... Vincent D'Onofrio wants to use the raptors. He wants to use the pack of raptors and have them be controlled. And then the That's what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm like, oh, you said T-Rex. Sorry. Sorry, did I say T Rex? Oh, I meant yeah. to say Raptor. Um, yeah, I just I, I thought I saw that happening, and I was like, okay, well, it's a good plot device for this. You I know, thought it was a story. great plot point. I yeah. thought it was re- because it's it shows because we've already we were already seeing the departure of of Ingen from what Doctor Hammond wanted it to be oh, in the beginning. God, you know, yeah. so we've already we've already seen what happens you know this the idea yeah. of playing god and using dinosaurs yeah. for other purposes and blah 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 that was all Men. the lost world that's what that was the whole all lost, lost world, world yeah so i thought this i thought this was a really theory. good sort of uh again just a tonal carryover yeah. Absolutely. So I, I think what they were doing is they were making a hybrid movie. <laughs> the DNA from the first one and the DNA from Lost World. I mean, I know that I'm never going to trust a Prius again. Nope. No uh, more hybrids. <laughs> no hybrids. You know, I just, I, I got to say, speaking of Hammond, you know, thinking about the late Robert, or sorry, uh, Richard Attenborough, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I would have loved if he, had, I, I mean, if he had made it to the third movie or this fourth movie, do you think he would have been in it? Yes. He had expressed interest in being a part of the fourth Jurassic film Because he would have been awesome in it. Time. But what I will say is that Irfan Khan's, like, his, him being his the mobile, surrogate yeah. for Hammond, mm-hmm. but with a little more of a badass vibe because he mm-hmm. wants to fly the helicopter, oh, well, too. He had a little bit more of, um, oh, God, who's the guy who owns Virgin? Uh, uh, Rich, Richard uh, Branson. Richard, Richard Branson. Branson. He had, like, kind of, like, a little Richard Branson feel to him. Yeah, he had he a totally little bit of Richard did. Branson, but I think he the idea that he was trying to keep the spirit of, yeah. of Hammond, mm-hmm. like, I thought that was kind of, like, okay, so that's the presence. Yeah. That's the presence that you get, other than just, like, the statue. And the yeah. center being named after him. I would have loved to have seen Hammond get fucking eaten in the fourth movie. Why? <laughs> because he created all this shit. He did. He pretty much was the catalyst for all these bad things to happen. But you never see him get his at the end because he's such a nice old man. Well, he's such a Santa nice Claus old man. Who I'm just saying, yeah, dude. That played. He played Santa Claus. You would be raping. Children's I want to see Santa Claus get <laughs> eaten by a fucking dinosaur, Brian. <laughs> Yeah, it, well, it's kind of well. So here, the guy, the guy in this movie gets his comeuppance because mm-hmm. you know he fucking flies his helicopter. He goes, he doesn't even get eaten by a dinosaur. He goes down in his own helicopter I that he's flying because he's a jackass. I can't well, believe I mean, that he, he was the get security by... force for yeah. the whole fucking island. Like, right? Yeah, he's the only helicopter pilot. Left. I mean, it's like, but he he literally. Pretty much takes himself down. Yes, he does. Well, from his own stupidity. Mm-hmm. So because I, he can't 
pull up and the pterodactyl hits the... That's what she said. Well, he also is not ah. a skilled helicopter pilot. Like, if he was yeah. actually skilled, then it wouldn't have been... Which, by the way, the, his line when he was getting into the helicopter of, there's no one else. It was stupid. It was dumb. That was a stupid line and stupid delivery. That was such a huge plot hole for me, though, you guys. Like, there was not nearly enough security. Where was the American government? Where was the, like, big choppers with all the soldiers? What the fuck are you talking about, American government? They're they're in Costa fucking Rica. But then you had all these, you know, these mercenaries trying to come in and take them, you know, take the raptors away. Yeah, it's called Costa Rica. American government It's private property. It's a private island. What's the American government gonna do? Off the coast of Costa Rica. If this billionaire can afford to make fucking dinosaurs, he can afford to... Have a privatized army? Yes, you can make that argument. And that's kind of what the ACU was supposed to be. Mm. And then they failed because, again, they they clearly weren't talking to the the Navy trained paleontologist. That whole sequence of them getting killed by the Raptors. He wasn't even a paleontologist. He just came straight from the Navy. He's just a Navy guy. I really want to know what the hell his training was. I I did, uh, but, uh, okay, in the video... Guardians of the Galaxy was his fucking training, okay? (laughs) (laughs) At one point, at one point when he was walking up when <laughs> when he was going to, to like yell at the guy for wanting to use raptors and uh-huh. stuff like that he like just charges out of that car i was just like ooh child things are going to get easier <laughs> <laughs> oh he's so beautiful was he wearing guyliner you guys i, think I don't know was. but i'm pretty I, sure i'm not a big fan of facial hair but i was no. digging the stash <gasps> it was a one I of was a kind digging it on him mm-hmm. he was he had like this not like this good kind of like cowboy oh, thing going on God. i i didn't hate it the leather oh. vest and the knife like in yes. the belt I right think behind he was, him. I yes. think he was only a couple steps from what we might see in Indiana Jones. I thought oh, this I was know. like training ground for Probably. Indiana Jones. The so. gun, however, I've, uh, so the person that I saw it with is a, a gun aficionado. Cool. And was was just like, that gun was preposterous. Is it that looked an elephant cool. killer? It looked cool, yeah. but it takes way too long to reload. The only type mm-hmm. of caliber, caliber bullets that are made for it would not do jack shit on a yeah. dinosaur. Uh-huh. And he was just, he was just... I did agree. A, the gun was looked a little, like, really? like. It, no, I'm pretty sure it they just... Like it looked like a gun from Doom. Like, like, <laughs> like, do you have, like, fucking magic elephant bullets or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I'm pretty sure it was just for the look. Yeah, right. Well. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it looked shiny. It's a Spielberg Why movie, didn't he guys? just use an elephant gun like Muldoon had in the first movie? <laughs> so, um, funny thing... Thing, when Chris Pratt was on Jimmy Fallon last week, mm-hmm. Jimmy Fallon kind of threw him a curveball and asked him about Indiana Jones because that was not apparently in the pre-interview. Oh, and and everyone like you know got very very excited and mm-hmm. then he he was I mean he's he's a class act he played it off very well but basically he basically said ah we didn't talk about that uh, and kind of just like you know made a joke that you know saying that he couldn't really say anything. Mm-hmm. But if he can't that, say anything, that means he's in it, and it's gonna happen. At least, or at least a conversation is is happening. That's so if, cool. So I actually feel, I'm saying this with a lot of uh, trepidation here, I have a feeling that this next Indiana Jones oh, is going to be better. Okay. Because I think Spielberg learned a very big lesson yes. from the fourth one. Hence, there why, was no fourth movie. Hence, why this Jurassic Park movie, Jurassic World was as good as it was. Kind of like his apology letter? I think so. Because Mm. he basically... This movie could have been made two or three years ago. It could have actually been made in time for the release of the 20th anniversary. It could anniversary, have been made but they 10 years ago. They were they, trying to do it but for a sure. 2005 release. Yeah, so they, were, they wanted... Forever. Yeah, they wanted to have like 20 years after whatever. But... He was like, I don't care about the timing. I care about a good script. Yes. He's like, we need to actually make a really good movie. So I yeah. think 
I think he learned a big lesson. Well, the third movie started shooting before the script was finished. Yeah. And that is like, you never, never, never do that. Wow. Like, it's ridiculous. I and wish that might explain the ending. What the fuck do we that. do? Actually, uh, 3D printed raptor larynx. Yep, that's how we'll finish this. Can I just say, before you said, I have a feeling, and you paused, mm-hmm. I'm glad you said what you said because I thought you were going to say, I have a feeling that tonight's, that tonight's going to be, be a good, good night. No, <laughs> no, actually, and. and even the I got a feeling or whatever, I always do the Beatles version anyway okay. because there you go. I'm that douchebag. Ah, Sarah's got a feeling. Burn it down. I'm high on believing <laughs> the, that I'm you're in love with me. Musical breakdown. Yes. Nerds on do, musicals. Do, do, do. <laughs> I got a feeling. <laughs> Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I've, you guys. We derailed. We derailed. We this totally was such derailed. a good it's movie, fun. though. It was, it was so enjoyable. It was super duper fun. Yes. We're not even talking about all the stuff that we liked about it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It was just so good. We're more or less just geeking out about Classic it. Classic yeah. summer blockbuster. Oh, hell yes. yes. Too bad it wasn't a late August release, though, Brian. No, uh, late, late August is uh, yes, the Late so August release are bad movies. Yeah. That's the point I'm trying to make. Oh, that's so right. Thanks me, for the reminder. So let yeah. me clarify this because I know that I've gotten a lot of shit for it and I know I'm and I know I'm gonna get you shit for it. You need to clarify it. It was funny. It was awesome. funny, but, but I need to explain the logic behind it. Yeah, the spirit it. is a little bit lost. Yes, it is, because it's just like, oh no, so. film snob. August release. Um, it is film snob. you can explain it, it still makes you a film snob. <laughs> okay. I have noticed yes. that studios tend to to release the movies that they are not as confident can actually make a whole lot of money. Oh, fuck you, Sarah, for like, <laughs> mm-hmm. she's doing a little fucking like hand puppet. She's like, logistics, though. Logistics. Logistically speaking, mm-hmm. I found that they tend to release them later in, in August mm-hmm. because they're not ah, as confident that they can actually make money. They also tend to move really good movies that they still want to release in the summer because they're not so shitty that they release them in the fall so that they can't, they don't go with like the May and June and July releases of these ridiculous huge blockbusters that'll just kill their business. Because then you go into Oscar season right. and then yep. that's, that's Oh God, like Brian turned on. us all into snobs. God damn it. <laughs> Can I just say, can I say this? There was the cutest thing that I heard in the theater when I was in there. So there were these kids behind me. And this was like maybe a third of the way through the movie. And the kids kind of started chit-chatting because it hit a little bit of an action lull. And uh, and one of the kids goes, this is a universal movie, right? And I swear to God, this kid's like maybe 10. And I'm like, since when do kids care about it being like what studio or whatever? And I just like wanted to turn around and be like, oh, little film nerds. Are you guys going to start a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Little film nerdlings. They're nerdlings. You know what? Speaking of little kids, my fiance... When we were watching the movie. That sounds horrible. That sounds horrible. Sorry. What? I do. I I have a good segue. That just really sounds bad the way I said it. Your fiance was what? My fiance's not a child. I'm not fucking a child. Speaking of little kids, my fiance watched the movie. And I remember a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, Jurassic World's coming out. We got to go. And she's like, I don't know. I don't really like those movies. I I just remember not liking them. And then eventually, she's just like, all right, we were getting a bunch of friends to go. We were going to go get some drinks before and go out. And so we went and saw the movie. And then... Halfway through the movie, she looks at me and she just has this huge smile on her face. And I was like, oh, she's loving it. And at the end, she goes, 
I realize why I didn't like this movie is my brothers forced me to watch it when I was like eight and it scared the living shit out of me, <laughs> the first Jurassic Park. And this movie still scared me, but I'm like an adult so I could deal with it now. And now I want to go back and watch the other ones. We got to go back and watch the other oh, ones Nice. Again. I That's like awesome. it. I love there were, Katie's logic. That's cute. There were so many little kids in the theater. Yeah. There was, there was a baby in so, the theater. Yeah. I oh my God. I was but honestly, a they did a good job yeah. of covering up more of the gore in this movie than the yeah. first. Because if you watch the first oh, Jurassic God. Park for a PG-13, it's pretty fucking violent. The, and Lost World is even more violent. Yeah. And yeah. this one they like they were very clever about putting like totally. brush and stuff in front of the really violent parts. And like the, I love the blood splatter mm-hmm. they uh-huh. use instead. I find that Spielberg It's Hitchcockian. The, it is very Hitchcockian and Spielberg when he did the violence in the very first movie, I think that was the tamest. Uh-huh. And I think that was the closest callback to that. Is like you mm-hmm. saw just the moment before mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. leaning on the camera to the right so that you could see the splatter of blood right. instead of actually seeing it happen. The first movie was a slasher film compared to this one. Oh, right. kind of. Yeah. I was a little disappointed that nobody was devoured on a toilet. Oh, I know. But the fat go, security go. guard was pretty funny. Like, that was pretty good. It would have been good. better if the monosmonanonosaurus <laughs> just came up underneath the toilet and ripped the guy down. Can we just call him the monanomnomsaurus? It's a real dinosaur. Can like a snake in a tub? Can you imagine that? Someone's going to splice... The Homer Simpson om nom nom sound as he's going and eating. Yeah, which did not was <laughs> internet not, do it now. Right. Was truly not expecting. So we had all seen in the trailer the scene of the monom nom nom source um, <laughs> come up and eat the pterodactyl. Oh yeah. Little did we know that there was a chick Ooh. hanging from underneath that pterodactyl that, that got devoured too. Quince was fucked up. That she got was mangled. Fucked up. Dude. Like, and we watched. That was like for we a long time. Oh, of course we did. You want to why? Because it's like fucking Jaws. Yes. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to see that chick get like dragged uh, around a little bit. It's like I mean, every it's time terrible. she got was pulled fucked. under the water and pulled back up, I thought about oh, Blackfish yeah. too. Like it was a yeah. very interesting callback to that. Mosasaurus. That's what we were trying to say. Yeah. No, we're going to still call it the Mononomosaurus. Mononomosaurus. That's a lot easier to say. Mononomosaurus. Mononom. Mononom. The new ending. It comes up and eats all the Muppets. <laughs> Animal do nudity if tasteful. <laughs> oh, God, that's so hilarious. I am... Guys, you know how excited I am for that TV show to happen? It looks so good. It's like The Office meets fucking the I know. Muppets. I know. I, I almost peed myself when I saw their little teaser trailer. Yeah, I, I love that they're shooting it. So like, like Sean says, I love yeah. that they're shooting it very taste style. It's, uh-huh. it's brilliant. <laughs> so good. Okay. Um, are we ready to wrap, wrap this it? mother up? Let's do it. Let's get to some motherfucking feedback. Yeah. Listener feedback. Yeah. Yeah, so Joshua sent us saying, um, subject Jurassic Park. It says, hey, nerds, just something quick I thought would share with you. It's quite beautiful. And he sent us a YouTube link to this um, piano slash string rendition of the Jurassic World theme done by the piano guys. You can find them on YouTube. And it's absolutely stunning. I mean, it's filmed beautifully. And it's just these two guys, you yeah. know, one on a piano, one on a, I think it's a viola? Uh, yeah, viola. viola. Yeah, and these are the same guys who did the um, the Batman uh, where they did the 60s Batman, 89 Batman, and so Dark Knight cool. trilogy Their Batman scores. Really so popular. sick. Yeah. And I just wanted to play like a second of it. You Batman guys should check it out. It's called the Jurassic World theme, 65 million years in the making.
Shit. Oh god. Brian's crying again. Freaking the club. Brian, do I have to slap you? I'll slap you. Sarah. Slap him. really start real crying now. <laughs> I, I'm, am I just heartless? Is that what it is? Yeah, you're dead inside. Oh, okay. Yep, you're dead inside. Cool. So next... I just, when I hear the piano doing that, I just, I think of them on the helicopter at the end of the first movie, and then they're flying away. Oh, yeah. No, it's great And it's just like, ugh. Yeah, I know. So I'm super emotional All right, I've got some it. feedback from one of our Facebook messages from a little while ago. I feel kind of bad that we didn't get to it in time, but we're saying it, Tom, so... Get off our asses. Don't kill us from Australia. <gasps> Tom from Australia! Tom Whitby, your fake boyfriend number one. Yes! Yes. Hi, Tom. So he said, um, if you guys could wipe your memory and watch one film or film series for the first time again, what would it be? Hands down, Lord of the Rings for me. And uh, I was the only one that responded to him, and I said it would be either Jaws or The Dark Knight. And he says, true that, maybe The Dark Knight series are just eight hours straight. Might be as close as you could get to a self-blowjob. And I was <laughs> like, oh, self-blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> then actually, oh shit, Dave responded to him on Monday. And Dave said, Star Wars. I had an opportunity this last weekend to watch A New Hope after not seeing it for a while, and I forgot just how beautiful of a movie it was. From the moment where Luke stares out at the suns and wishes for something more, but to the journey, the execution, it's just a wonderful film. Yeah. Aww. So what do you guys think? What was the movie you guys would watch? I would agree with Dave, uh, Star Wars, because mm -hmm. I never had the surprise of finding out that Vader was Luke's father. I knew that, because from just from, from pop culture mm -hmm. jokes mm -hmm. uh going in so i'd actually want to have my memory of all of the pop culture references to star wars wiped as well mm. as my memory of seeing the movies because i want to go through and feel the same progression that the audiences in the 80s felt when they saw empire and saw you know that's cool yeah sarah what movie would you watch so that you could feel anything anymore so if i could <laughs> if i could feel feelings again if i could feel feelings yeah how do you feel not having any feelings um it's interesting at the humor humor feeling still there but uh, not much of else um you know who else didn't have feelings dexter so i'm that's why i'm a little worried dun, 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 dun. i mean i'm just else? saying murder playlist dun, dun, that's dun, all yeah sarah's got a dark passenger we haven't seen yet or well maybe some of us dun, have dun, dun, but we wouldn't dun, dun, be here would we <laughs> <laughs> Um, gosh, this is really, really tough. I mean, part of me kind of wants to say Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or <sighs> something that big, but really, it's it's interesting, but I kind of, this is going to be weird. I kind of wouldn't mind, like, erasing my memory of Mel Brooks movies and then kind of going back into oh, those again. Oh, yes. Nice. Kind of like just... Like getting that whole other level of funny, yeah. yeah. That like you don't, you just don't get that anymore because now I feel like humor's everything is like such shock humor and da da da. So if I could maybe, well, watch out, Sarah, you're fucking with my livelihood over here. I, well, I know. I'm not saying that it's bad. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's we get a lot of that to the point where it's constantly upping and upping and upping, right. and it's a little yeah, much. Yeah. So I think I would. I 
part of me kind of wants to say, yeah, like Mel Brooks uh, or, you know, Indiana Jones. What ups? Nice. You know, I would have a second sexual awakening. Harrison <laughs> Ford did that. Oh, God, but... yes, you would. <laughs> I wish I could see Requiem for a Dream again so oh, I could die God. again inside. <laughs> so I could just crumble. No, no. Because now erase... I watch it and I laugh my ass off. Like, I'm just like, oh, I'll be watching it with Katie. Because we watch fucked up movies and laugh at them all the time. Like, we oh, watched Natural God. Born Killers for like the hundredth time last night. And I'm just like, ha, ha, ha. But yeah, we wow. want to watch it. We watch it now we're just like look at fucking they're all addicted to heroin oh wait oh wait this is the part where she thinks the fucking fridge is gonna eat her because she's all strung out on speed <laughs> this is the part where marlon waynes wants his mommy <laughs> oh god this is the part where jared leto loses his arm and they just do a slow pan oh wait that's still fucked up yeah <laughs> fuck yeah. that okay i'm well, keeping along the lines of that i think i'd want to watch silence of the lambs again oh i want to get that same level of you know sociopathic creep factor sure oh you sure. know what spoken like a true psychology student oh yeah Thank you, for sir. sure <laughs> i stick to my roots <laughs> i would love to man i think the first time you see hannibal lecter it's just like Ooh. oh wait wait <gasps> no not a great not big fat bill. person <laughs> <laughs> okay wait a minute actually i want to throw this out there uh, this is gonna seem weird, but I'm gonna say actually the first Pirates of the Caribbean and banishing my memory of all the sequels. Cool. Oh, to go okay. back and rewatch the first Pirates of the that Caribbean be because nice. that was a great oh, fucking movie. Wasn't that it, movie's though? almost perfect. The first Pirates of the Caribbean is fucking dope. Yeah. Yes, I agree. With I just that. the second like two are awful, but the first one's dope. Exactly. Yeah. So if you could just erase your memory of of all three of them and then only watch the first one and like make the other two not exist mm-hmm. i think that would be a brilliant idea that's so because cool. you wouldn't have like that or you know maybe the matrix but i'm just ah. saying like if we could just keep doing that with all those trilogies that are doing like here's the first standalone and then the second two that go together yeah, you know cool. that the matrix effectively started that trend you nice. know like if we could fix ones for all the shitty trilogies mm-hmm. <laughs> and then of course i'd go back and watch the little mermaid again because oh. you know childlike wonder how could you not i you don't do you know that actually one of my one of my earliest memories because that was actually the first movie i ever saw in the theater really one oh. of my earliest memories is the opening scene yeah of watching that in the theater with the with you see the ship uh-huh. and then the fog coming absolutely, in absolutely the little and, fish swimming up oh me too that's one of my earliest memories it's very young for me as well what a great great that start, movie came right? out when do we i was have, three uh, yeah, we have more feedback like one Came out in 89. 89, thank you, sorry. Uh, I have some feedback I want to give right here and there. I now want to hear Roxy's take on who the best Hannibal Lecter is, because there have been now four actors who have played in Brian Cox, Anthony Hopkins, Gaspar Uliel in the... Uh, prequel Hannibal Rising and now Mad- there was Madge no Mickelson. fourth movie Brian Madge Mickelson <laughs> Madge Mickelson plays I'm... Hannibal Lecter on the NBC series yes I'm actually watching the NBC series right now and I'm loving Mads Mickelson is it I'm good I haven't he... started it I was worried it's... it might sully so fucking brilliant you guys it's good. one of the best shows is it on Netflix there. it should be on HBO that's how good it is mm. I mean it's it's dark. violent for it yes. for wow. it National I am TV shocked what they're able to get away with on NBC. Yeah, That's it's all ridiculous. I'm say about that. So well, it's a late night goes, show, right? They can get away with a lot. After it's like a nine uh-huh. p.m. show. It's yeah. not like a ten. It's no, not like it's, a ten it's p.m. Early. show. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what's so fucked up about wow. it. And they have to put you know a warning label and everything before yeah. you I see think. it. Don't quote me on that, guys. Sorry. It's incredibly violent. Um, I, I'm just waiting for it to all go downhill that way, though. I'm like, it's like this week. 
at 5 p.m. on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., someone gets their throat cut, and then Coulson fucks the hole. I mean, that's that's the rate that we're going at with the level wow. of violence in TV yeah. and how, how bad that is compared to, you know, sex humor. I know. Um, well, back to your question, Brian. I'm, I'm going to have to stick with Anthony Hopkins because he was my first exposure to the character, and he's he's got my heart as far as that goes. I will say that but, Gaspar Ulliel's, um if I'm portraying the last name, forgive me, um, his portrayal was very dark and very, you know, accurate, and I, I, I appreciated it, but I couldn't help but try to picture, you know, how could he pull off an Anthony Hopkins? I, I exactly. Are the lambs still I, screaming, yeah. Clarice? <laughs> exactly. So I'm having an old friend for dinner. Yeah. I can't. I can't say. You know, as far as like rating them goes, who was the first actor you mentioned? Because Brian, Brian Cox. Cox. He's uh, he's Officer O'Hagan in Super Troopers. He was in Manhunter. Yeah, he was, in, which was the original adaptation of Red Dragon. Uh, what it's, year it's the, was that? Because I didn't see that. Was that? A TV it was in the eighties, and um, and uh, William Peterson from the original CSI, and he was the dad in Fear. He played uh, Edward Norton's character. Oh, yeah, Michael shit. Mann directed it actually. He did. Yeah. Okay, you know, I mean, I don't know enough about him to be honest with okay, you. Okay, so you should see Manhunter. It's fucking good. I'm yeah. going to propose you watch Manhunter. All right. And then we right. do a trial by combat happens for <laughs> Trial by combat! Trial by combat! Or I could just do a fuck, Mary kill. Oh, yeah, that's good too. Oh, like, sweet. Mary I would definitely game. fuck Anthony Hopkins. I'd fuck And then Gaspar. he would kill me after. I'd marry Anthony and I would kill. No, fuck. This is going to take me a while. Okay. Oh, and to, to, be, to continued. be continued. I'm going to yes. have to figure this Indeed. out better, guys. Okay. So if you guys do want to talk to us, you can go to our website, nerdonomy.com, click the talk to us button. You can also check us out on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We are on Instagram. If you just search for Nerdonomy on any of those channels, we swear you will find us. Yeah, you can, uh, we can also buy our merchandise at nerdonomy.com. Com, click a uh, merch and buy a t-shirt you can also go to audibletrial.com slash get a free trial for um, audiobooks and we get a little bit of a cut it's pretty helpful you can also click the donate button on our uh, website and give us a little bit of money if you feel like it but the most important thing is go on to itunes give us a review tell your friends about us spread the word to nerd there you have it uh, and nerds it is that time so until we meet again stay nerdy and tune into our next exciting episode same nerd time same nerd channel nerdonomy.com bye see ya dinosaurs for life son <laughs> later and roll credits Famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. We need more. More what? More, more teeth. <laughs>